wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you We now live in a world where Fast and Furious 6 exists Yeah And we've seen it It's po. you know, it's you know how like BC AD. Well, this is P P six post fast six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Carter and I together in the same place. Opening night in the VIP lounge, sipping Coronas and watching fast six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> are you proud of that? Where are you going Very with proud. this? Where are you going with this? Trevor, what's your background in the series? Complete ignorance? Haven't seen one of them. Don't even know what it is. He's too good for it. Mm -hmm. He's too good to live his life a quarter mile at a time. That's his problem. Uh, Ride or die. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Exactly. You ride or you die. That's how it goes. I guess I died. Uh, Brent, though we didn't take our own advice sometimes because it was the choice between VIP or uh, those new motion D box seats, mm-hmm. and we chose VIP. I went to Star Trek last night, and in the lobby they had the uh, D box seats, and I rode, and I almost died. They were unbelievable. Highly recommended. Let's go again next weekend. Come back into the city. We're gonna ride Fast and Furious. You guys rode. No, we didn't. Oh, we were you planning VIP'd. It. It's too hard. So you're riding yeah. it now. No, we want to ride it next week. Do it. Like, it's crazy. Like, every time there's a sharp turn, like, the seat, like, actually, like, banks to the left really hard. <laughs> it's like you almost need a seatbelt. It's pretty sweet. This is movies for complete. I can't say the word. <laughs> but... Well, and so I did get my new car uh, last yesterday, and uh, there's actually... It's an automatic, but it actually has the poser manual override on it so which is built for people who uh might have watched the fast and furious the night before and so you you actually drive it as if it's a manual like you like shift it over like you're in drive and then you just crank the stick left and then it's like full manual it's really weird but you don't use a clutch there's no clutch it's an automatic clutch so you're not driving (laughs) oh but then you shift you know you got to shift out of first and second and third and stuff like that so uh, but then, Janelle if you don't, if you don't, the car car just does it for you anyway. Is that what happens? Not up, but on the way down. But no one likes to downshift. It's all about that the upshift, you know. That <laughs> is the, the douchiest gear. thing ever <laughs> ever invented. I thought you'd say made, I just they made cool fast. shifting for morons. Pretty well. I didn't. That hey, should I'm be a rite of, that be a rite of passage. But hey, you know, I just watched Fast Six. It's like I'm driving home from the movies at one in the morning last night. You better believe you're just downshifting, feeling like Vin Diesel, feeling like a big man. Oh, I hate the world. (laughs) Oh, that's like that is the equivalent of buying one of those dolls that you have sex with. (laughs) You shouldn't get the satisfaction of sleeping with someone that looks like that unless you actually are. Well, you can only get one car, you know. Janelle's got to get the automatic. I, I love to live a oh. mile at a time, so I want manual, so it's the best of both worlds. You want manual. Likes- no, you want to use manual after you watch certain movies. <laughs> if you get all amped up watching a movie, you, you're you going to go watch Gone in 60 Seconds and then drive around Pemina. <laughs> oh, my God, Carter. Stop. One and two 
were just racing movies. And I don't know if they hold up, but five, all of a sudden, The Rock joins, and it's in Brazil, and he's sweating so much. <laughs> and this one, when Rock and Vin are both fighting their evil twins, and then all of a sudden, everyone lines up side by side, and they look at each other, and everyone in the audience applauds. Oh. It was just a magical moment. It's just a magic. Mm-hmm. I was worried that VIP theater would be a little too stuffy to enjoy the Fast mm-hmm. and Furious, but they got it. They were on board. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And actually thinking about it, the Fast and Furious universe is basically like science fiction now. <laughs> There's such deep backstory. To guys driving cars? Yes. Is there a plot? What happens in these movies? There's no plot. Do they race? In the first one, sort of. Well, or no, what Carter said, Carter said, right? It's a, have you seen, it's the first one. Have you is seen Point, Point Break? Break? Have you seen Point Break? As if I remember that. They all put on but Reagan masks and rob a bank and go skydiving? He, pretty much. It's the exact, exact, exact same movie. Even how it ends and stuff like that. <laughs> about an undercover cop infiltrating surfers that are robbing banks. Here it's an undercover cop infiltrates street racing gang that are robbing banks that are robbing moving banks as in like trucks with VCRs and DVD players because <laughs> you know you got to get those driving sequences in there and they're like you know how Anthony Kiedis runs a ri- rival gang well Johnny Tran ra- runs a rival gang <laughs> like it's like the exact same movie beat by beat the only thing it's missing is Paul Walker like on his like with a knee injury on the ground shooting his gun up in the air going ah! Do you guys believe in karma? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> That's because <a> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, David Gonzalez must. He's a guy who lives in Minnesota. He's uh, works construction. He remodels homes. Well, so he buys fixer uppers in Minnesota. He rips people off. Fixes them up. And uh, what he does is he buries uh, dollar bills in the attic, like in in between the walls. For future generations to find them, and I guess old dollar bills might be worth more than a dollar. So, you know, like because they're collectors' items. So that's what he does, and you know, he's a good guy. He's just you know hoping one day he'll find something in the attic, like a body. And <laughs> 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 almost. So he bought this ten thousand dollar house in Minnesota. So wait, this guy just goes around putting one dollar bills in all the houses that he fixes. No, no, that he yeah that he renovates. That he buys. Nice, I love this guy. I love this guy. Put some guy. dollars in. Yeah, so you know, you hope that maybe one he day he probably he'll picks find mushrooms in the attic. <laughs> he sounds like a person that picks mushrooms. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So he uh, he buys a house for ten grand in Minnesota, and he goes renovates the attic, and uh, you know, obviously for a ten thousand dollar house, there isn't like you know the nice pink insulation in the attic. It's old newspapers. Yeah. And in those newspapers, what does he pull out? A copy of Action Comics number one, Superman's first appearance from 1938. Now, recently, an, an Holy issue that just, crap. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Cage went broke, so he had to sell his copy of Action Comics number one, and it fetched $2.1 million. So this guy hit the jackpot, hey? Eh? Like, I just found a $2 million comic book stuffed in the walls of my attic. Like, karma is back. Oh, I love it. Feels so good for this guy. 
Now, uh, I, I'm pretty sure most of our audience is familiar with one of the most famous episodes of The Simpsons, Three Men in a Comic Book. Oh, where, yeah, uh, even I know that yeah. one. Yeah, where Bart, Milhouse, and Martin pool their money to buy a copy of Radioactive Men number one for $100. Yep. And um, they can't decide whose comic it is on what days. So they all get extremely paranoid. They uh, they live in the treehouse, keep their eyes on everybody. Like, oh, he's going to make off with my comic book. They get into a big fight, and the comic book gets wrecked. And then hit by lightning. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so you just... As a kid, you, I just always hated... I loved the episode, but it always just kind of made me mad, too. It's like, guys, tragedy of the commons. You had something. You had something real good there, and you, you just let it go. But, you know, that's just a cartoon. Those are just k- fictional kids in the cartoon. Nothing like that would ever happen in real life, right? Except for our friend David Gonzalez. <laughs> Brings a $2 million comic book to his family. And his wife's aunt is in the room. Not good. I don't even want to talk about this any further. What? She grabbed the she grabs the comic book. He grabs it back. It's a tug of war. Action Comics number one. It gets ripped. What? That's a take her out in the yard and shoot her in the face situation. It's bad. That's exactly what I would do. The back cover just. Uh, yeah. So, right now, it's it's still over $135,000, the comic, like on, on some auction site. I don't know if it's eBay or something, yeah. but still. Uh, What's David the situation Gonzalez. with the family? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're not on speaking I'm pretty sure there's going to be parts of an auntie <laughs> Found in, in, attics, in, attic. in attics all over Minnesota, <laughs> and that's what she deserves. <laughs> Brent, does Allison watch Toddlers and Tiaras? She's been known to, but not. Yeah, Janelle to. does too. I think she's women. Cut it, I think she's cut it off, but yes, exact same with Janelle. It sounds like exact same arc because they're just so interested in the mothers, you know, pushing their kids, and it's just all funny. But me, I'm not interested in the mothers. I'm interested in the kids myself. I just want like, how does the kid grow up? Like, 27 years from now, like. Is that kid going to be messed up? You know, if only we had a way of telling. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about here, Trevor? How is the kid going to be messed up in 20 years? No, I'm lost. Okay, well, I was hoping you'd provide some insight because uh, some evidence came across my way yesterday. Oh, shut it's up. A, <laughs> it's the Dauphin Marketplace Mall second annual baby contest. I did all right, you know. Trevor, Brent, have you seen this? No. Our friend Trevor was in a baby contest and won. He placed in the three to four age category. Thank you. Cutest baby. Cutest. That's that first. That's not a baby. <laughs> three to four, man. I kissed my first girl when I was four. That's not a baby. <laughs> So, wait. She was. Four. We have. I was five. Sorry, guys. We have a former child star here on the show. <laughs> child star, <laughs> pretty much. Now, 
were you in the because uh, I know you were dressed up as a girl as a child so were you in the male <laughs> category <laughs> you enjoying this a little too much I'm enjoying this a lot and there's a lot of people here on this list that I know and it's I find it very entertaining I was a QB yeah some of the people on that list lives they they just didn't turn out so good I don't want to nope. sp- well, I could go in. The ones I, I know turned out pretty good. Okay, some of the people I know, not so good. I probably don't know them, that's why. Like, a lot of these people ended up to kind of be losers. Oh. Mm. It's about a 50-50 loser ratio, so even if you're beautiful as a baby, you could still end up being a total loser. Hmm. Like, how many babies were in this contest? So there's, you know, you got the t- top four who placed. Well, I'm guessing in every grade there was how many students, you know, 150 at back in the day? N- they all went into the contest? I don't know. So say 50% of those went in. Oh. But no, like, if I was in this contest, my mother probably found the ballots of the other kids and stole them <laughs> and destroyed them so they were never entered in. <laughs> like, there's a... There's a good chance that this was rigged and so or she knew the judge. The nineteen eighty six Dolphin Marketplace. So let me tell you what Mars, she's gonna do what it takes for her boy to win the contest. <laughs> if her boy's in a baby contest, her baby's gonna win. There might have been no some kids got chicken pox all of a sudden or <laughs> <laughs> I put I put nothing past her. Past her? Oh no. Oh, I don't like how the zero to six months get top billing. Oh, those are the cutest, you know? They're not walking under their own will. the ugliest. Cutest baby stage is probably like one to three, one to two years. Yeah. Before that, I mean, come on, you don't even, come on, you don't, you don't have those nice plump lips, you know? You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta get a lot of work done. So are these contests really, are cute baby contests really a contest? Does a group sit down? Oh, there was probably a lot of old aunties. This is <laughs> all they're going for. They finished Heckling. ripping some comics in bitter, the day. Bitter old women fighting. This is back when the Dolphin Marketplace Mall meant something. It's true. That sign, see that logo on the picture? Yeah. That's still the logo 40 years later, 30 <laughs> some years later. <laughs> so that was a fresh new happening logo back in the time. I know. Ever since Walmart moved into town, things just went downhill. Springsteen. County. <laughs> uh, used to be my type of player as an arcade. Book yeah, store. man. Bookstore. Street Fighter. Book, yeah, bookstore. I met the Winnipeg Blue Bombers there. in the arcade. Running oh. Racket. Sports store. Running hey, Racket. <laughs> Yeah, man. Terry Arcsey. Holy crap. <laughs> There's a CD store. Top 40 um, with Bruce LaPere working the counter. You could buy the pre-release of You Could Be Mine for the Terminator 2 soundtrack single. Really? I didn't wow. even know what a single was, and I bought it, and it was awesome. <laughs> and they had the posters. They had sweet 80s rock posters in the back. Nice. Hey, did you guys hear that A and W and the mall closed down? That's just depressing. I'm drinking. It is depressing. I'm drinking that an A and W cream soda as we speak. 
That was the best. You know, the other A&W's one where you went to more because it was, you know, drive through and stuff. But that one, if you want a good burger, you go to the A&W in the mall. Oh, you want a good family outing. Well, because everyone's just drinking coffee and smoking in there, right? So if you actually go up and go, I'd like a matzo burger, please. The person's like, wow. You mean I get to actually like make something? You're just buying something? You're buying something here? <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'll go to the back. It was like 20 minutes later. They come out with a perfect manicured burger. They're like... Love here? put into that. And then it tasted like cigarettes by the time you <laughs> took it to your table. That was the smokiest dive. I used to get... When my grandparents were going into town, going into town, like it's like, you know, 1892. We're going to town for sugar, you know? I'd get to yeah. go with them, and they, the end of the trip, if I was good and we were shopping, is basically this is what happened. I'd get to go to A&W and watch them each smoke a pack of cigarettes, start that to you finish. Rolled. You rolled those and, cigarettes, didn't you? And we'd, I'd get to go buy lottery tickets. The lady would sell me lottery tickets. The lottery <laughs> ticket booth was, and she knew yeah. my grandma and grandpa, so she'd just be like, oh, Trevor, you want some lottery tickets? I'd be like, yes. Five in a quick pick and another five, you know, and I'd, I'd be just like, I'd be like, I'd have lottery tickets, watching my grandparents smoke, eating a teen burger, drinking a root beer float, and I would, literally, I couldn't breathe until the next time we were going into town. You had a discount? It was so awesome. Going to you town, oh, and smoking grandparents was so good. You had a four year, four year old baby contest winner gift card anywhere yeah. good anywhere. I had, I, had, I had serious pull at that mall. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> do you? Uh, what was I going to ask you? Do you guys have anybody in your family that really took smoking to a new level? No, nobody smoked. Brent, my grandpa used to, but he quit like in the seventies. I just my grandpa was. I'd, my grandpa thinks just was rolling smokes. In the machine. Mm. That was so fun. That was my job every day after school when I got off the bus. One hour of rolling. I'd watch it by machine. Machine. You'd pack it with your hands and then put it in the machine and then. Okay. And I'd watch Young and the Restless. Nice. Man, I. If you want to know what's going on in Young and Restless in the 1980s, talk to me. Because I'd come home on the bus right at four. Watch Young and the Restless for an hour and roll cigarettes, and it was like heaven to me. Heaven. Nice. Life couldn't right. get any better than that. And then it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there were cigarette rolling machines until last night. Uh, no, two nights ago. I watched uh, Reefer Madness on Netflix. Have you ever heard of that? I'm sure I've heard yeah. the saying, Reefer Madness. Well, it's this propaganda film made in 1936 by New Line Cinema. That was funded by church groups and stuff like that. To to it was originally called uh, "Talk to Your Children," and then um, an exploitation film producer got a hold of it and renamed it "Reefer Madness." So it's like uh, it's a it's a comedy nowadays, but back then it was very serious. It was to warn the youth of uh, the parents of youth to uh, have talk to them about the dangers of marijuana use. And it's just it's funny nowadays because they make it seem like it's. They're like heroin, morphine. None of this pales in comparison to the dangers of marijuana. <laughs> marijuana? It. It's not even spelt with a J. It's because I guess back then they didn't know like Mexican words were like silent J's. So it's spelt with like an H and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. It's pretty entertaining just to see, uh, you know, propaganda films from the 30s nowadays. It's a good time. <laughs> 
like these kids like after one smoke they start like one puff they start hallucinating and murdering their families with axes and stuff like that <laughs> uh, it happens all the time man yeah it happens mm-hmm. it's pretty insane so i did but they're, they're rolling joints with this machine and i was like oh, i never knew that existed before Meanwhile, you were doing that 25 years ago. I don't think my grandparents were smoking weed, but... (laughs) No. Well, are you still alive? Then they weren't. Yeah, they didn't murder me with an axe. Yeah, then they weren't. But damn, I used to have scary dreams about that. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) How do you remember that? (laughs) Okay, what? (laughs) You had dreams yeah. that your grandparents murdered you with axes? Oh, like, it was like I'd walk into the living room and the house was on. It was like hell. The living room turned into hell when I came around the corner. I'm like, my grandpa's head was on the wall, like stuck to the wall, covered in blood. When I was, and then I'd go outside. I'd leave the house and I had to walk around my grandpa's shed. And I never got around the shed. I'd get a little further each time. Oh, God, this it was a scary a, dream. I had a reoccurring, a reoccurring dream. terrified oh, dream that geez. my grandparents were, like, murdered, like, axe murdered in the living room, and their heads were, like, screaming to me on the walls, and the living room was hell. And every time I had the dream, I was like, I don't want to have this dream. I don't want to have this dream. And I was in the dream, and I'm like, I don't want to dream this. And then I would just keep going to my grandpa's show. I was like, don't go to the shed. <sighs> wow. That's, oh. like, real talk, man. That was not, I haven't had that dream in a long time. Well, I hope you don't have it tonight. If you do, I'll never. You'll never hear from me again. Probably if I have that dream again. <laughs> How long has it been? Oh, probably since I was a teenager. Okay. Brent knows because your guys' uh, basement sessions, where you go around and who who would you kill and stuff like that. I'm sure a lot came out in those basements. The basement tapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basement. <laughs> The basement club. <laughs> Who would you kill? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of your high school days, someone from work uh, brought some high school Speaking of my high school. <laughs> <laughs> Shut you up. You guys' high school years. Next uh, One of our listeners, big shout out to Robert, brings a high school yearbook from uh, your guys' time. With the sole reason, because I've never seen the hurricane before. Oh, you finally like, got to witness. Yeah, Trevor said it's a good thing I never saw him because he probably would have targeted me. But I finally got to see what the hurricane looks like, and it was glorious. I really enjoyed it because I recognized him, and I just like when you, you see a picture of someone, you just know you're like, "There's trouble right there." And he had long that hair, look. and just like immediately, I look into his eyes and. Nothing. Out to get me by Guns N' Roses starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, in this picture, he kind of looked like a mixture of me and Axl Rose. Like, sometimes when I look in the mirror, I see the hurricane now. It's just piercing oh, eyes. There's a little bit of hurricane in everyone, Carter. In all of us. And so he's just <laughs> wearing a hat. Like, so here's so he brought me three yearbooks. One when you guys are in grade eight, so we're not even in high school. And he's there with long hair and a hat. And then he was uh, absent in the like traditional Jostin school pictures, and in, in when you guys were in grade nine, and then again in grade ten. But he was in grade twelve when you guys were in grade eight. And he, I thought you were just joking, like, "Oh yeah, it took him forever to graduate." No, because he was in the foot. So he was in grade twelve in the first yearbook, and then in the third yearbook, he was still in all the football team pictures. Yeah, that's why we. That's why like Brett that. and I never got to play football. He ruined football. 
because our football team was people who never graduated and failed so they could play football, and now they're all in prison. They, like, lit the bus on fire, and they smashed their helmet. They beat a referee with their helmets. They, did, they were amped up on uppers. Their coaches would give them ephedrine, and they'd go and kill people, and then our team got banished from the league for, like, five years. So Brent yes. and I, like, people who actually played sports couldn't play football. Yeah, so when our school was suspended when you guys were in grade He ruined my dreams. He ruined my <laughs> dreams. And so when you guys were like first year like out of school, I came into the high school in grade nine and there was no, and we started high school up we started football up again and we sucked because all the guys who were in grade eleven and twelve never got to play as younger kids. So we were like all like, Hey, football's new and we just get killed by Verdon and Surus and like these te- these <laughs> schools with like a hundred people. Managed to put together like a fifty-three man roster. Half of them are girls that were just getting crushed. <laughs> this is that's a, that's a that's a story. Now it's three, sports. three times three time champion. <laughs> oh really? Three Pete. Oh my god. See this could be the ESPN football? thirty for thirty. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Harry, Brent, you you, you do have the bigger picture on this one, Brent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you did pick up one thing that my ears went, huh? Huh? <laughs> You're saying we, is that like, as a school we? We as Clippers. <laughs> Clipper pride, baby. Not Carter We're all himself. in this together. So you weren't on the field as a 14-year-old? Oh, no. That's how you no. Rep- okay, that's how you represented it. You, have a, you pretty much have a choice. Play football or, or, do, or do quite well in high school. Some people are able to pull it off, but football practice is every day. Like, as it should every be. single day. Yeah. Like even like NFL teams don't practice that much. It's football rules. <laughs> yeah. So much. <laughs> no, I did play on the Clippers football team back like Madden 07 for the PC. You're able to uh oh, you're able to import you're able to import pictures and stuff. So I made the Clipper uniforms with the Clipper symbol on the helmets. Played in some NFL. Got to live my dream as the Clippers quarterback. Carter Carter's known for like spending weeks creating franchises in sports games with all of his friends. Yeah. Trevor was my running back. And should have uh, been your Trevor, quarterback. I, I your sent first problem. Yeah. I sent him a video of like making some awesome plays and he actually like showed it to his class. Like, look, my freak show of a friend plays video games as the Clippers and made me in the game. And uh, this is me making some sweet moves. Glad you guys are enjoying your education. <laughs>